What is going on, all you party people? This is Party Card Sports, and this is the Party Card Sports Podcast. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Nathan. What's going on, everybody? And I, of course, am Cody, and this is the Party Card Sports Podcast. First one. What you doing, man? Man, I'm pretty excited. This is something that uh, you've really kind of brought up over the last couple years, and I'm excited to have this opportunity. and create this uh, content with you, and we're going to talk about probably the two greatest games that, you know, man has ever thought of. Number one, obviously, being football. Greatest game ever invented. Agree or disagree? Absolutely agree. Uh, the second game, uh, kind of a niche sport game, whatever you want to call it, but it's disc golf. Love disc golf. Love disc golf and hate disc golf at the same time. And, you know, we realize that some some people may think that disc golf is kind of uh, not really a sport, but we can't agree to disagree. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, there's going to be a huge market out there, though, and it's only grown bigger and bigger. And there's all, always a huge market for the NFL and college football. So we're right in the Absolutely. Good, good spot. Absolutely. And, you know, we recognize that not all of our listeners are going to want to listen to disc golf. So we're going to do our best to kind of mitigate between football and other mainstream sports such as basketball. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the NBA at all. I, I really... I will at some point in time you, to bring you, up some little stuff. You can stuff. talk all about the NBA you want I to. I mean, we got... We got we, we'll we'll bring mean, up... They're overpaid is, actors. This is going to be... <laughs> this is going to be... some. This is party card. We're going to be partying down here. We're going to be, you know, talking all types of sports. It's, I mean, yeah, you're gonna be the talking main sports. stuff, the main stuff we're getting into... It's going to be football, football and disc golf. <laughs> uh, so really the plan is going to be to do our best to post two episodes a week, you know, give you guys general sports mostly, football, and then kind of the disc golf for our niche players and our niche listeners. Uh, but I do encourage you, if you haven't heard of disc golf, uh, Google it. Hit it up. I promise you, if you're in a big city, you have a local pro shop in your area. Hit them up, get some used disc, Google disc golf courses around me, and you're going to find one. I promise you, you're going to hate it the first time. I hated it the first time. Cody, I'm sure you hated it the first time as well. Absolutely fell in love with it from the get-go. Oh, no, I absolutely hated it. When, still, you, first, when you first introduced me to disc golf, I absolutely hated it. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I Thank definitely God. hated it from the, from the start, but then you just kind of keep wanting to go play and play, and then it's fun. And it really kind of blew up during COVID. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you hate it after your third time out, then, yeah, you're probably going to hate it. And then we'll feel free to give it up after that. But so, anyways, I, th I think we're ready just to go ahead and get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's, let's get, get into, into the last game of the year, man. Let's get into the Super Bowl. What What's your general thoughts? So I'm going to be honest. Your boy works third shift. I didn't watch Super Bowl live. Uh, so I went to sleep. I woke up. I saw the halftime score. The Eagles were up 10. And in my mind, it just wasn't enough. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, just too explosive. And, you know, there's the whole script rigged kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely, he says. So when I, when I did end up watching the game, I already knew the outcome. I knew about the call, and we'll get into that later. Uh so I kind of had more insight on what the game was gonna, what the game was gonna kind of entail as I was watching it. 
But Cody, you watching it live, you know, take us through as you're watching it live what you're going through. From from beginning uh, of the game, great atmosphere. I was around a lot of cool people, cool party people. You know, good vibes all going. There's a bunch of Chiefs fans, of course, but good vibes. They're even. the worst. Yeah, they are the worst. But uh, good vibes. You know, everybody's hanging out, having a good time. The game's actually really close, really good. Teams are making plays. You know, just regular stuff that you get from a football game. And I think it, it, it was trailing, tracking to be one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen. 100% agree. Could not agree more. Thank you. Um, and then the uh, flag that happened at the end kind of ruined some of that for a lot of people. And uh, we can talk about that if you want to, or... So, let me just say, as I'm watching, basically, the recording of this game, I already knew about the call. Of course. Uh, The very first drive of the Eagles, it's a third down play. I believe it's Tay Adams catches the ball along the sideline. And then I believe it's Reed, uh, the secondary player from the Chiefs. Helmet-to-helmet collision on the sideline, not called. Correct. That right there tells me the refs are going to let the boys play the whole game. Oh, yeah. So I'm watching the whole game knowing what eventually gets called. And I'm watching the whole game thinking, wow, there's a holding call on the offensive line. Wow, there's another holding call on the offensive line. Wow, there's a defensive pass interference. Wow, there's another defensive pass interference. They're letting everything go. They're letting the boys play. The Zebras were letting the boys play. The way I think all football games should play. Too many games, especially this year, came down to the discretion of the refs. And it shouldn't be that way. I mean, before that call was actually made, there was a total of only eight penalties called the entire game. That is not that much for an NFL game at all. Like, you're used to seeing at least, like, 12 to to anywhere to 15. And, I mean, most of those were the ones that you have to call. Your false starts, your encroachments, your neutral zone infractions, your delay games. But other than that, there was one legal hands to the face to Ndamukong Sue, I believe, in the second quarter. I disagree with it wasn't illegal hands to the face at all. He had a hold of his shoulder pads and it went up to the guy's face mask and the guy's head was already back. It wasn't illegal hands to the face. You know, changed my mind. The other the other flag that I can remember that wasn't one of the obvious ones was an OPI on the Eagles. Obviously it was uh the guy was already initiating the block on a screen pass. So that's pretty blatant. Before we get really into the real controversial call, there's a lot of uh, Chiefs fans that would also like to bring up the fact that there was a second fumble. I'm putting quotation marks around the word fumble. You mean on the not catch? The, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, not I a football would, move. I would, it's not a football move. You, you, trust me, guys. The Dez thing sticks in my head like a sore thumb. And, uh, you're a Cowboys fan. And that is not a catch. Yeah, Sorry. Did, didn't make a football move. No, I. yes, the NFL is wishy-washy sometimes about what is a catch. But by definition, if you read it, that is not a catch. I mean, I, after the game, I saw a whole bunch of Chiefs fans. Well, you guys are, you know, complaining about it being not holding. How is this not a fumble? Well, I mean, he did catch the ball. He had possession of it. He had two feet. He didn't turn up the field. He didn't make a football no. move. I mean, tell me you don't know the rules without telling me you don't yeah. know the rules. Yeah, it was. I mean, come uh, on. That, I. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. That's that's the call, and it was a perfect call. Now, 
there's also I could say if I if I wanted to make another another argument for Eagles fans, the thing is is on the first fumble of, of that Jalen Hurts had, oh. his face mask is getting held on that play. Okay, so I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I know the picture that's going all over the interwebs. I'm sorry, his face mask was not touched. I I watched that play <laughs> over and over. I saw no indication that his face mask was even barely glanced. I wouldn't have called it. I'm sorry. Ladies ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here first. Nathan Garner got the script. <laughs> <laughs> Hands first. You know, I'm, I'm reading it as we're talking about it. Although I am going to say this show is completely unscripted, unrehearsed. This is completely raw. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Okay. Okay. And anyway, let's get, let's get into the real call. 99% of this game. Absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Great Called game. great. I think the rest are doing a fantastic job. And then... It just it, it's one of those things where, yes, by definition of rule, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent penalty. But did it have to be called in that situation when the game? It literally ends the game. So how I think of it is, when you look at the play on its own, by itself, out of context, from the entire football game, absolutely holding. Five-yard penalty, yes, automatic first down. I agree. But when you have an entire game, 58 minutes, more than 58 minutes, because it's inside the two-minute warning, yeah. of letting the players play, letting the secondary play for both teams, letting the offensive line for both teams get away with holding calls. And then you want to call that in a under the two-minute warning. Yes, he tugged his jersey. No, it did not impede the route. It, did, it was an absolutely atrocious throw by... It, Supposedly the MVP. It was ten yard. It was ten yards past. It, it was absolutely terrible, t -t 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 terrible. Okay, so here, here's my thing. Um, I would have never called it. Most people would have never called it. It, it here, here's what it ruins for for us as fans. It was the perfect game, and it adds controversy for no reason. It, it there there didn't have to be controversy. You don't call that. The Chiefs kick a field goal, they make the field goal, and then you're giving an opportunity to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to go down and score. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't. But we'll never know. We'll never know now. 100%. And that's why there's controversy. So, I mean, it just didn't have to happen, and it, it ruins it for me. I agree. So, now that we talked about the call, in your opinion, Cody, were the Eagles robbed? Absolutely. <laughs> That's a completely biased answer. What? How were the Eagles robbed? Um. So that that okay, that that call. I I, I feel like I feel like it just didn't need to happen, and but, but we it ruins we, it. We just talked about how legally it was holding. Sure. So. But legally, there was holding and everything else all game. Right. And I hate to say it because this Tom Brady guy that I completely despise says there's holding on every play, there and the refs call it when they want to. Exactly. So. And who do they? Who do the refs like more? Hmm. The Chiefs. Who does? Who does the grass guy like more? And here we go because. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. We'll get to that later. No, 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 no. Let them wait. Let them wait. Okay. Let them wait. Okay. Let that percolate just okay. a little bit. All right. So, we have the call. It happened. It sucks. I'm sorry, the Eagles were not robbed. 
However, I'm going to go back to what you just said a few minutes ago. How we, the fans, were robbed. 100%. We were absolutely... The only people who were truly happy about how the Super Bowl ended are Chiefs fans. Chiefs fans. But as a football fan, I was not going for the Chiefs. But as a football fan, I feel incomplete with watching such a great game in the way it did. You forget, and some people may have not known, the new overtime rules were in effect for the playoffs, where irregardless of the first team scores a touchdown, the other team gets a chance to have the ball. That is where we draw the line of a great ending to what a great game we had. It could have been fantastic. Let's play a game of what if, Cody. So, this game, of, this game of what if. The, whole, the holding call is not held. Okay. It's not called, sorry. Got it. But Bucker comes out, kicks field goal. Or but, doing so. But most likely, <laughs> let's say for the podcast sake, he makes it. Okay. He makes it. They still go up 38-35. There's still a minute 20 left. Eagles have no timeouts. The Chiefs, more likely than not, are not going to stop the Eagles. Because they only stopped them a couple times on a fluke fumble, right? because of a fumble, yeah. Okay. So they go down. Minute 20, no timeouts. Let's say they kick a field goal. Jalen Hurts is kind of young still. He doesn't really quite know how the, the two-minute drill might, may or may not work in the NFL, especially in a huge time game. Yeah. So they go down, they kick a field goal. 38-38, time expires. We got overtime. We got the new overtime rules. Cody, in this what-if scenario, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the Eagles or do you want to be the Chiefs? Uh, after that game-ending field goal to go to overtime, I want to be the Eagles. So you're the Eagles. Yes. We flip a coin. Ding! Okay. You win the toss. You're gonna you're gonna receive or you're gonna kick. Momentum's on my side right now, sure, so sure. I'm probably gonna actually go with offense right off the bat. So you want so you want the Chiefs to kick to you? Yes. Okay, so I kick the ball to you. Yes. You know we're obeying the laws of statistics as best as we can. Yeah. The Chiefs barely stop the Eagles. The Eagles go down, score a touchdown in overtime. Yeah, I, that's what I would believe would happen. Uh, same. Are you going to take your PAT? You, you're going to go for Man. one or you're going for two? Man, I was just thinking about saying I'd go for two right off the back to force them to go for two, but then if you miss it, they automatically exactly. win. Right. So you have to go for one, right? But if you go for one and they know that, they'll go for it. And they have the exactly. play to go for it. Exactly. So you they, have to go for because one. Because the Chiefs. So in that scenario, you might have been right. I probably should kick the ball. You should and kick know the ball exactly. exactly. If you know you, if you know that they can't stop you, but are the Chiefs? Oh man, yeah. enough to oh, do it. Oh, absolutely. I know. Yeah. So they went for four. They went for on fourth down twice in the game. And they got it both times. So. And the Eagles didn't. No, the Eagles didn't even try. The Eagles didn't go for it on fourth down at all. No, it says the stats right here say zero for zero. Oh, on fourth I, down efficiency. I thought I thought they went. I thought they did a quarterback sneak a couple of different times on fourth down. No. No? Uh, they, no. They said two for two. For, oh, sorry about that. I was reading the stats backwards. They, the Eagles were two for two. There and, you go. So then, yeah. so then, yeah, why would – in fact, they could have went – the Eagles could go for two in that scenario and do a QB sneak. and From, get, the, from the three-yard line? Oh, they could have done it from the ten. The Eagles, uh, they, they, were, they, were, they were. They could push it all, push him all the way in. That, that's going to be a conversation coming up. Probably here in the next couple of weeks is that quarterback sneak. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting what the NFL does with that. But I digress. Um, so not allow people to. Uh, yeah, well, 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 
we, we, we digress. Okay. Uh, well, that's, that's so in other way, in this in this scenario, you would want to you anyway. You have that could be the one. greatest ending of all time, though. So it takes it takes the balls of a coach and and the right play call and to get the two and then win. Exactly. So in in this scenario, I don't think the Eagles the Eagles, the Eagles have to go for one. If you get the ball yeah, first in overtime, you sure. have to go for one. And then the Chiefs, obviously, probably not going to get stopped. Goes down, scores a touchdown. They're going to go for two. You almost have you would to think so because after that, it's they sudden death. They've never stopped. They, the Eagles never stopped them on exactly. the goal line in the red zone ever. Exactly. And then even if you do go for one, you got to give the ball back to the Eagles, who you haven't really slowed down except for except one. Except the Chiefs would start with the ball first. The Chiefs, right? It don't, isn't it? Doesn't it flip flop? No. It, it's it, not college it's, conti- rules. it's continuous possession, as oh. as if it's just a regular quarter. So what we, happens if it goes to it's sudden a, death? Uh, two time, two it quarter. Do, it doesn't matter. It it's sudden death. So, so the clock keeps running? Yeah. There's no clock. I mean, it's, it's a running clock, but in the Super Bowl, you can't have a tie. Well, no. Exactly. So, I mean, in a way, yeah, you can say it's a running clock or an endless I, clock. I say they should just line up the field goal kickers and the first kicker to miss it from 50 out. You they know, lose. <laughs> if, if it were me, uh, screw playing a whole 15 minutes or sudden death or just line up. College has the best overtime. Oh, for rules. sure they do. And now we're getting to a whole other thing. Yeah. But but let's let's reel it in here. Let's let's. You believe they didn't get screwed, and actually, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Did the Eagles get screwed? No. Did the fans get screwed? Absolutely. Absolutely. I kind of, you 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 brought me into that side. I agree with you. Uh, now, let's get into a little controversy here. Uh. Are we, are we bringing up the Sodgate? We're bringing up Sodgate, okay. baby. God, I hope you have sources for this because I'm I'm just gonna go and almost put m- myself on mute for this. You just you go okay. at it, buddy. Okay, so absolutely, what happened in this game is that the guy known as the Sod Father has done the last fifty six Super Bowls, done all the games, no problems with fields, been immaculate in every single game. Now he's doing his last and final Super Bowl, and for some reason, this eighty or eight hundred thousand dollar field is terrible, absolutely atrocious, slipping all over the place. Somebody did some statistics that I think on thirty three or forty three percent of Patrick Mahomes dropbacks. There was at least one slippage from the pass rush from the Eagles. Yes. And then vice versa. 15%. 15%. Now, I'll also bring up the fact that the Eagles, they showed it on the sideline. The Eagles' whole team was changing cleats almost immediately after the first quarter or second quarter. And they did it more than once. So, guess who didn't change cleats ever? The Chiefs players. You can make the argument that they, oh, they know this guy, and they know how he makes fields, so they already had the cleats. But that seems like some insider trading right there. It, it does. Like, uh, it kind of gives you an edge in the first half. When they didn't have the edge, which, is, yeah, which makes yeah, no exactly. sense. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was getting at when I said that. But but let, let, let's, let's keep going. Obviously, now, you all know who the sod father has been working for for the last 50 years. That is the Kansas City Chiefs. 
allegedly. No, no, I, I, I guess it's no, not I allegedly. Guess, I, guess, I guess he, he was and then, the main and then he made the keeper com- at, at Arrowhead. He made the comment that if he had two hearts, and you've heard this all on yeah, PFT, yeah, yeah, he had two hearts, he would be going for the Chiefs and the Eagles. But ain't no human got two hearts. Unfortunately. Yes. So, my whole thing is, is do I think that this guy sabotaged the field on purpose and gave the Chiefs insider knowledge about what he was going to do to the field? Did he, or did he do it by himself, or did it play no aspect at all? It just happened how it happened. This eighty, this eight hundred thousand dollar field. Was terrible. It, no, sorry, not eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred million dollar field was terrible in the first Super Bowl. In like fifty six years for grass. Yeah, eight hundred. What source million dollars? What source are you looking at for eight hundred million dollars worth of fucking grass? No, I'm serious because they didn't want to spend any more money on the field didn't because the net, like the the actual income of the NFL at the end of the year is like four billion dollars. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking <laughs> nice. Anyway, so after hearing some of that information, what do you think about this? I think you're fucking reaching. Oh, stop. I, I think everybody's stop reaching it. on that now. Did the did the old man that made the field may have percolated the grass very similar to Arrowhead, possibly. But I feel like there's there's more things to reach on than Sodgate. Let me let me let me let me if, let me if say we're going that point. route. Let me say you're you're an ex defensive player. Oh, don't get Ex-defensive player. What does a slippery field completely nullify? Speed. Speed. Change of direction. Exactly. And what is defense all about? Change of direction. And speed. Well, it's mostly change of direction. Yes. Because. So, how many pressures did the Eagles defensive line have on Patrick Mahomes? Thanks for fucking bringing that up. Zero. How many sacks did they have? Zero. Zero. That pisses me off. And here's the thing about that. I'm just going to go ahead and just kind of go on that. How does a team with 70 sacks on the season, the most in the league, granted the second most were the Chiefs at 55, but how does a team with 70 sacks have, zero. have no sacks, can't get home one time they had no pressure against an immobile quarterback who was allegedly hurt, which I'm calling cap on that. I'm, I cap, 100%. Patrick Mahomes was not hurt in that game, was not hurt against the Bengals, was not hurt against the Jags. Just for storyline. Yep, changing my mind. How does a team not get home with 70 sacks against an immobile quarterback? Why? Because they were holding. But it's fine. They didn't call it against either team. And a lackluster O-line. I mean, that. let's be honest. That O-line is not the greatest. That that O-line is not the greatest. And somehow they had, I think they had three Pro Bowl linemen. That's what happens when you can hold, I guess. So I, I said this before they played the Eagles in the Super Bowl. If they don't call off as a holding, the Chiefs will win. If you recall, Cody's the only one that can recall this. I said this also when the Chiefs played the 49ers in the Super Bowl a few years ago. If they don't call off as a holding, the Chiefs are going to win the game. Yeah. The Chiefs' offensive line is middle of the road at the very best. Their exterior linemen, their tackles are terrible against the speed rush. 
I mean, Orlando Brown that they have now, he's okay, but he's older. He can't move. Against a speed rush, he's absolutely atrocious. So when you're playing against a line like the Eagles, who can get pressure and get home with a four-man rush and get 70 sacks, but can't get home one time, crazy. How the Chiefs get home is because Stagnola dials up amazing, but Stagnola is a defensive guru when it comes to dialing up exotic blitzes. He's got to bring five or six guys to get pressure. The Chiefs cannot get pressure with four guys. Am, am I wrong? No, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, agree. Chris Jones might be the only guy that could get pressure, but when you got four on five and a good offensive line like the Eagles, I don't know, Jason Kelsey tends to be pretty damn good at shifting the coverage. The Eagles have the best O-line in the league by far. I, I would say that. By yeah. far. I, for, for, for not only run and pass, yeah. They have probably the best balanced offensive line in the league. So the Chiefs were given up. They gave up 26 sacks this year, which if you do 16 games, 26 sacks, that's roughly like 1.5 sacks a game. And I believe that was one of the lowest in the league. It could be. I, I believe but, it was. But you're telling me no pressure. You're telling me there's no pressure the entire time. Like there was, they well, showed the stat there was zero pressure. Well, it turns out when you can't get your footing on the edge. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that. If you go back and look at all these clips and stuff, they're slipping. So yeah. that's why I bring up the sod gate. It gave it gave the, the Chiefs. Father. It gave up the it gave the Chiefs an immaculate advantage, and I think this guy knew it's his last Super Bowl. He wants to go as a, as a winner. He wants all that. He knew. He knew. And that's good enough for me to call them fucking cheaters. Them fucking dirty, rotten cheaters. <laughs> and and I hope some of our friends are listening to this and cussing I'm, I'm me because sure, I'm sure I, they are. And because I don't care what you I think, don't you give bunch a of dirty, rotten cheaters. Might as well call Mahomes Tom Brady 2.0. So I I think we kind of got into this in that last little bit about. The whole script and rigged and whatever the NFL is. In your most, I'm going to say this, Cody, as your most unbiased opinion, because 50% of this show is going to be as unbiased as possible. I'll let you, the listeners, decide who's going to be the most unbiased as possible at your discretion. Me. Yeah, it, it's going to be you, Cody, 100%. So in your most unbiased opinion, Cody, is the NFL rigged slash scripted? The general term for something that's rigged, rigged, possibly. Scripted, no. So, in other words. Differentiate. In other words, scripted meaning like they know exactly what's going to happen during the game. They know exactly what's going to happen all year. They've already picked the winner. Goodell's over here riding with Hollywood and all this other crap. Vegas is making tons of money off the NFL. You know, that type of stuff. Like, they all know. Everybody knows. That's that's not happening. Because, first of all, if I'm a player and I'm on the 2-14 and 14 team, whatever they are, this year, I'm going to be I'm gonna be pissed. I'm like, absolutely not. I don't care that I'm making millions of dollars. And, and especially not just that guy. What about the – Bench players and and third stringers that are, that are just make, barely making like a hundred thousand—they're not going to keep quiet. 
There's absolutely no way. Name a big name in the NFL that's that's making low money for a shit team. Um, that would not be in on the rig slash scripted NFL. I can't think of a really I, good I, player. I, I'm sure there might be. What about like, so the Jets were okay-ish this year, but you got guys like these new rookies that are coming, like Sauce Gardner. and, oh, and dude, He's a fucking and stud. You think Brees Hall was like, yeah, I, I want Duh. I want it written up in the script that I tore my ACL. <laughs> it was my rookie <laughs> year. No, absolutely not. So how I would say – I don't think the NFL is scripted. I don't think it's rigged. There's a reason why they call it sports entertainment. However, very true. Like, you know, WWE, yeah. World Wrestling Entertainment. But anyway, I don't think the NFL is scripted. I don't think it's rigged, especially in the first part of the season. Now, however. They let it play out a little bit. In the last part of the season, when things start to shake out and shape out, you know, who's going to be in the playoffs, what narratives – can the NFL create? I do think that the some games, not all games, some games are influenced. I'm not going to say rigged because to have things rigged, to have things scripted in the NFL, there's too many moving parts. You got players, you got coaches, you got owners, you got the refs, you got you got so many people who are invested in the teams, fans, everything. You cannot script, you cannot rig the NFL. But I do think with the power of the NFL, you can influence the outcome of a game to have a certain victor. And I do think that we kind of saw that this year. I'm not going to say any names, but, you know, it, it kind of sounds like, you know, the queefs. Yeah, for sure. The chefs. Um, that could be it. Uh, so if you're telling me that you think Roger Goodell has a direct line to the refs and is telling them, hey, like, make it look this way i want this team to win and i think you're 100 percent correct on that now let me elaborate though uh let me use an example actually my team cowboys oh big homer whatever i don't care here's the thing cody your team's really popular you, you guys one of the most popular teams in the entire league why, why wouldn't they want your team to be in it well they always give us just enough to come back. And plus, they they give us a playoff game a couple couple times, da, 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 whatever. Now they're like, well, we don't want the Cowboys to win. Let's let's have them beat Tom Brady in his final game. They can always be remembered as that. But let's let's push them out in the next round because we don't want them to be there. That's not part of our narrative. So that's an example I think of when I think of it, and that could be a completely biased opinion because I'm a Cowboys fan. But I think those things happen all the time. I think you're reaching there. Oh, oh, you you would think that. Uh, I would think that. You think it was in the narrative that your team wouldn't be good for the past, like, three or four years? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Okay? We lost the greatest quarterback in the league at the time. Andrew Luck. Yeah, I bet yes, was, I'm a Colts fan. I bet that was scripted. I bet there's like, Andrew, sorry, See, you're out. And that's, that's the reason. You can't script that. What guy as talented as Andrew Luck wants to leave the game? I think Apparently, small, uh, he's also kind of a genius. So. He probably was He probably was sad. 
because Roger Goodell gave him the script, and it said like, "Hey, you're, you're, shoulder or hey some man, shit. you're you're actually gonna be great, but your team will never win a Super Bowl. Sorry, buddy." And he's out. Yeah, and so he's like, well, "That kind of depresses me. I'm gonna go be a neuroscientist." <laughs> I don't know what he does. I don't know what he does, but he probably is happier doing what he does now. I think he's something like an architectural engineer or something like that. Anyway, must be fucking. Do I think it's scripted? No. Do I think there's definitely outside influences on the NFL that cause certain calls and cause storylines to happen? Absolutely. And you cannot change my mind about it. That means I'm correct, everybody. Uh, yeah, moderately. Moderately. Um, but now that we've kind of talked about that, you think the Chiefs deserve Wrong. the win? Nope. I, I did not okay. say that. You said you don't believe the Eagles got robbed. screwed. Robbed. I, I don't believe the Eagles got robbed. I definitely don't think the Chiefs deserve the win okay. by any means. I, I definitely don't think the Chiefs ever deserved the one seed. And now we're going back to... Oh, well, we, we shouldn't. This, the, dude, I can go on and on about this shit. The DeMar Hamlin incident. Absolute tragedy. Freak accident. I hope he makes a full recovery full recovery, and comes back to the league. But to not play a game as crucial as that, irregardless of who's saying we don't want to play, there was reports saying that the Bills didn't want to play the game and finish it. There was reports that the Bengals didn't want to finish the game. See, I heard the Bill, the Bengals wanted to play. The Bengals would absolutely want to play. They're they are trying to fight for a, a two seed, even a one seed if everything shakes out, right? I, the Bills are fighting to keep the one seed. I know this is going to sound crappy and Bills fans won't agree with me on this. And, but the game. only thing you sure, but yeah. the only thing that would have been right in my in my mind is that the Bills sh- if they didn't want to play, which I I, I told you, if your players don't want to play, Coaches have to go and play. Guess what? Forfeit. You have to forfeit. Yep. That that is the right thing to do. You yep. have to forfeit because if not, you just caused so much controversy. And it was only controversy if the Bengals, or, or if the Bengals and the the Bills met. There was no con like it didn't hurt the Chiefs at all. From like they just got the number one seed. Yeah, handed pr- to them. pretty much after that game was decided not to be played at all. Yeah. the Chiefs were essentially handed the one seed. And the NFL was like, well, you know, if if the Bills and the Chiefs meet in the AFC Championship, we'll have a a, a neutral site. Who gives a flying but fuck? But why not about why not the neutral site for the Bengals? The Bengals would have won. I think the Bengals would have won that game, and then so, they would have been number. They would have been right there for number one seed. So once again, we get into game of what ifs. Obviously, who knows how it would have shaken out if that game would have been played. But the, the fact of the matter is, it seems like a lot that happened late in the season really benefited one team, and one team only. Huge. Huge. Hugely. This team, I'm not going to say any names, this team got handed a one seed in the AFC or NFC, I'm not going to say, uh, skated by a pretty decent team in their first game. The uh, Jags are not that good. They started off the year like, Oh and seven. You know, also started out that bad. The fucking Dolphins, and it turns out they were pretty damn good one year. Okay, <laughs> but we digress again. And then they play Cincinnati. Shit, supposed to remain neutral. 
This team plays Cincinnati. All right, screw this. The Kansas City Chiefs play Cincinnati. And once again, skate by on a penalty and some... Also controversial. Exactly. And then we get to the fucking Super Bowl, and the same thing happens. I'm sorry. In the fourth quarter, of course. Fool me once. Shame on me. Shame on you. (laughs) Fool me twice. Shame Shame on on me. me. So, you know, there's coincidence, and there's... Fuck me. And what happened? The football fans got fucked because it just so happens everybody, I guess I shouldn't say everybody, the NFL likes the cash cow that is the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. For sure. I bet you his uh, jersey sells, you know, probably the most in all all of sports at this point. Uh, Sports. Uh, I mean, he's. I mean, de- I think it's definitely up there in the NFL. He, okay, let's let's just get to the the actual people themselves real quick. Yeah, hold that. Guy. I mean, no, 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 but like seriously, like he's marketable, very marketable. The whole team's very marketable. Yeah, Kermit the Andy, Frog's marketable. Yeah, Andy Andy Reid, big, big great guy, big lovable great walrus. Guy. Yeah, love that guy. Yeah. Who who can hate Andy? I don't hate Andy. Reed I didn't at hate all. Andy Reid. He's a great. Guy. I didn't hate great Andy Reid when he was on the Eagles. Great I'm coach. a Cowboys fan, so I didn't. Fantastic Andy Reid's a great coach. Patrick Mahomes, Garbage. marketable guy, overrated, young, trash. One of the, <laughs> one of the in their mind best trash quarterbacks. Be Kelsey, uh, in my annoying opinion, as fuck. In my opinion, I, he's a fantastic athlete. Yeah, stand up dude pisses me off when he talks though. Sometimes yeah. he he'd be so much better if he just kept his mouth fucking shut. But no one does that anymore. This is a league of personalities now, and they just like to talk, 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 talk. I know. So, I fucking hate it. So. It's a very marketable team. NFL wants them to do good. It just makes sense that this is the outcome. And I, I told people that. I was like, the, when when it was the Eagles versus the 49ers and the Chiefs versus Bengals? Was that the AFC Championship game? Yes. Yes. So I told them, what's the most marketable Super Bowl? And the most marketable Super Bowl was Eagles-Chiefs. Especially after Brock Purdy went out. Yeah. Kelsey Bull, Andy Reid facing his old team. You know, there's all these things going on. That mm, bunch of dots dots being connected. Yeah. Huh? And mm. then when when people were talking to me again, like, okay, well, you saw that coming. What do you think about this? I go, obviously, the NFL wants the Chiefs to win. And they go, what? Why wouldn't they want this young quarterback that starts a rivalry and all this? I go, because. They're the most marketable team right now in the NFL, and the NFL knows it. And it's not so much about the young quarterback being Jalen Hurts, I assume. Yes. That, that you yes. Referred to, but that's his first time on that stage. So why are they going to reward him already? Now, if he makes it back next year and he wins, they might now he might be getting rewarded with with a dub and a nice ring on his finger. Yes. See what I what I thought this Especially was. If if he's against the Chiefs. Yes. Mm. What I thought this was, and my co-host is not going to necessarily agree with me, oh is the way the NFL wanted – what the NFL wanted to do here is they wanted to signify old goat is going out and the new goat is coming in. And that's what the NFL wanted. The old goat's been out, okay? The old goat's been out for a few years. I'm just telling you what they think. And you know what? Change my mind. Peyton Manning, go. 
You're not gonna. You're Tom, not gonna Tom Brady, history, right not the goat. You, 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 listen, we're, I'm, I'm, that's a discussion for another day. I completely agree. Can't wait for that. We, we'll episode. talk about it's it. Great. But this, this is just what the NFL sees it as. The storylines there is written on the wall. Unfortunately, yeah. So, do we think the Eagles got robbed? No. no. Do we think the Chiefs got handed a pretty present? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hundred percent, and that's the bottom line because party cards said so. Hundred percent, and I just it leaves me wanting so much more. From a, I mean, as a Colts fan, it was an awful season, and really, I think it was a really bad season for a lot of teams. As a as a really bad season, all around, just because the officiating throughout the whole season was completely inconsistent. It was just all over the place. You had some games that started with no penalties, and then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter, they're throwing flags everywhere. Primetime games at the beginning of the year. Not not just primetime, but like Monday nights, Thursdays. Just oh, absolutely so awful. And just terrible things to watch. Like you get in game seven to three ending. It was the worst games. So to be fair, so sloppy. There was a lot of tomfoolery. I want to say Tom Tom fuckery. I want to say there's Tom fuckery in there, but there was definitely a lot of unseen circumstances because no one thought the NFC East was gonna be as good as it was. Oh, I knew. Stop. Stop. <laughs> really, everyone thought that the Cowboys were gonna run through the NFC East. And then we talk about the AFC West. We thought that was going to be the most one of the most competitive divisions, and it was the second worst. The second garbage, worst garbage compared to the AFC South. I don't want to talk about that. Garbage fire. So, but like just just knowing that like two of those teams are going to get top five picks is crazy to me. Like the Raiders get a top five pick, the Denver Broncos get a top five pick. Like those are terrible. Well, one of those are because of trade, though, right? It's not. It's not because of their. Like, yeah. Cause well, I don't think the Broncos get a pick because I feel like that pick is going to Seattle. I think got traded. Yeah, I think it goes to Seattle. But what I'm saying is, is like both those guys. And by the way, kudos to Seattle because they got the biggest steal of a uh, lifetime. Hot take. Setting up for maybe next week, Geno Smith. Completely regresses. Oh yeah, Gino, that was one year, one and done for Gino. If if Seattle doesn't draft a QB or does something, then they're just stupid. This off, this off season is gonna be huge for a lot of teams. G- Gino's Gino's been done, it, for especially for the shoe, the shoe Colts Nation. It's gonna be huge in the off season. We already got a new head coach. Here we go. We'll figure it out. We're gonna touch on the draft in a couple weeks. We're gonna touch on the combine. All the new players coming in. We're going to touch on what the Cowboys are going to do. What Cow- what Cody really wants to see the Cowboys do. We're going to touch on what the Colts are going to do. What I want the Colts to do. What most teams should do. And then we're going to touch on what we think some teams should do. Not, I mean, most teams. Most is a lot. So, some some teams are pretty much. Because I can, I can tell you what. I could care less what like the Minnesota Vikings are doing in the offseason. Uh, there's nothing they can do to help themselves. Maybe just get rid of Kirk Cousins. They're, they're in so much cap trouble. There's nothing they can do. <laughs> you know who else is in cap trouble? A lot one, of teams. One of the Super Bowl teams, and that would be the Eagles. Well, the Chiefs don't have a lot of cap either. 
But yeah, it, well, it, they it, all, it turns out they the don't need it. Here's the thing. And people don't realize this. There's no such thing in my mind of cap trouble in the NFL because they just restructure the crap out of deals in the NFL and they just make cap space. Yeah, it turns out the Saints are like negative 60 million in the cap and they're still going to find a way to hey, you just restructure pay, shit. You just pay that fine. You're good to go. Yeah, pay the luxury tax. We're good. No big deal. Any, anyway, we, we gave our opinions on the Super Bowl. We gave our opinions on some stuff that we're going to talk about NFL in the future. Let's talk to these people about a little bit of disc golf. Oh, disc golf. Yeah, the second best game. Now, it, it's it's had the season hasn't started yet. We're uh, it kind of has. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean as as we're recording this, is it's All Star Weekend for the know? pros. Yes, but yeah. well, we had a we had a pretty eventful off season. Yes, yeah. disc golf has off season. Absolutely, it did. Surprise, surprise. A lot, of, a lot of big name guys move around. Yeah, it turns out that Simon Lazat guy, you know, throw, throws pretty far. And he used to throw pretty far I, until he started throwing this crap. This MVP stuff. <laughs> So uh, no, he still throws pretty far. So Simon Simon moving was probably the result of Discmania choosing Eagle. Mm, I don't think so. No. I don't think he wanted to be second fiddle. I don't think he would go from second fiddle to Eagle. Eagle Eagle made made that company wrong. <laughs> I mean, just all the stuff he sells, everything like that. <laughs> Stop! You know it. You know he he would have been second fiddle to Eagle. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because Simon Lazat's social media isn't so much bigger. It doesn't sell himself. So then Simon moved away to not be the. Maybe he didn't want to be the big brother. How about that? Maybe he didn't want to be big brother. Okay, Simon. That, that I can see. That okay. I can see. Yeah, yeah. Either way, he didn't want to be a two team, a two man team. He wanted to be. He's, he's still own. he's still a two man team. He went right behind James Conrad, who just won <laughs> a world that's championship. That's hysterical. That is hysterical I'm, I'm saying, that he, you would call James Conrad anywhere in the realm of the guys that we were Disc golf about. Jesus. The holy shot. The shot the heard round the world. The I'm, luckiest. I'm not, not going to deny it was. The luckiest luck. shot ever made. You know, you can't beat luck. And anyway. Anyways. He wanted to move on to a team that was his own. He, he did that. I, I think. I don't know if this is going to be a good move for him because let's be honest. MVP plastic, not the greatest. I mean, I haven't thrown a lot of MVP plastic, but uh, yeah, you know, not a not a not a double rim thing that I like. The overmold? Yeah, I don't like that. It's, it's okay. It's not a big deal. I really wasn't gonna bring this up, but now that we did, and the changes in disc golf, I think the two biggest things that happened in the off season, other than Simon Lazat. Huge, huge thing. Nico LaCastro. Absolute douche canoe. I can't stand this guy. Should have got the death penalty from Man. the DGPT. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of reaching for the death penalty, but I think he definitely should have got, and I use the term, indefinite suspension from the Pro Tour and a, at least a one year from the PDGA. That's that's a little better. That's a little better. Here, here's what I... Here, here, and the, Gonna disagree with me, and a lot of people disagree with me on this. But I'm I'm with I'm with the goat on this one. I think the uh, the penalty didn't necessarily meet the crime because because listen 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 did he, did he did did he Nate was there physical contact with a judge? 
at this moment I can't fully recall, but I do not believe so. I, from my recollection, no. Was there uh, any type of physical harm done to anyone by Nico Lacaster? I do not recall. Okay, but I would assume now. No. Now, I, this is what we get into. Was there some intimidation factor? Absolutely. Okay. Did that judge necessarily feel safe doing his job at the time? Absolutely, because he stood. No, no, his you mean ground. absolutely not? Because, no, no, no. I absolutely. Will, I will agree with you. Because he stood up to Nico and said, "Hey, you're over your time." And then Nico got in his face, the official's face, and said, "Why? Why? Why?" And then he went back to his bag. Nico went back to his bag. The official turned his back to Nico, and then Nico went back for seconds. Okay. That right there so, is the point where Nico should have got way more than his bullshit six month suspension. So at the end of the season, he didn't ha- he didn't miss a damn thing. He wasn't qualified for USDGC. He wasn't going to qualify for Worlds. He didn't miss a damn thing. So trash. Since in my mind, there's no physical violence. Just mental, whatever it is, vocal, whatever. Then, without physical, I think you don't go anything over like six months like he got. Here's did, the thing. Did, was it a bad time to start the six months for the PGA? Absolutely. Yes. They should have started it at the beginning of the season next year. Just like just like you'd see. Or, in, just, or just do a full year. Or Minimum. Or that could be a better solution, too. Or just do like the NFL would do. You have you have allegations in the off season or whatnot. You don't usually. There's an investigation, and then boom, the next season you're suspended. There's no investigation. We got it all on tape. It's sure. all right there on YouTube. Sure, but what I'm saying is, is started up. If, if you would have started up this year and he missed six months in the season, you're done. You're not doing anything. Good all season. He, he didn't so do anything been, last season. So it would have been perfect. You would you would have got. Exactly what you wanted, which is basically he has to take all of 2023 off from the tour. No, I want him off of the pro tour. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what. Not just PDGA. PDGA is completely different from the pro tour in a sense. He got he got a six month ban from the pro tour and PDGA. Yes, I'm saying the pro tour should cut him off. And said, dude, you, we can't have this on our pro tour. Get off it. We're, yeah. we're cutting you off indefinitely. From remember, the pro this tour. is also a first time offense. You can't see this, everybody, but I'm rolling my eyes. First time offense. It's a first time offense. If, if anybody knows Nikola Castro that's listening to this, this is not a first time offense. We've heard from numerous sources that I think you and I both see as credible because we hang out with that's some of these sources. Debatable. Wow. If you're talking about someone with some bias, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Have you or have you not seen this guy on numerous oh, occasions over I mean, the years have temper tantrums? Is he in take his time and no one wants to call him on it on it because they're afraid that he's gonna be an absolute douche canoe because he is. Is he a saint? No. Is he, he, he is the, he the worst person on the tour? Probably, yes. Maybe. Absolutely. But it's still a first time recorded offense. Here's the thing. And they, as, they as, made, and they, and they didn't do. And if they were gonna try to throw him under the table and be a be a scapegoat or whatever you want to call, what is what is it called? Where you're making a show out of somebody? You can call it, you can call it a scapegoat. Yeah. Or, yeah. So if they wanted to do that, then they should have done it. Exactly. And they, they, they didn't. The PDGA 
missed a perfect opportunity to set an example, to make an example out of Nico LaCastro as the PDGA in disc golf expands and become bigger and just more of a global entity like the PGA. You really think that would have flown in the PGA on camera? No. Exactly. Now, as the PDGA comes to expand and expects more professionalism out of their professionals, you know, turns out the MPO and the FPO, you know what the P stands for, right? Professional. Say, so, okay, you, you've seen all that stuff happen in, in multiple different sportings. So in, in football, there's guys that chest up to refs all the time. Fine, in, instantly. In, Flag, in, instantly. Yeah, sure. Suspended. But it's a fine. It's a fine. You can't, it's not a six-month suspension. You can't fine a disc golf player. Yes, you, yeah, yes, you can. You can, but what's that going to solve? They don't have money to exactly. eat their ramen noodles when they go home to their vans. <laughs> exactly. You know what they do? You cut them out from tournaments. Okay. Now. And let's let's be honest. It's the is, same with the MLB, Lecat- though, too. Is, I mean, is, you see all those guys chesting up to umpires in the MLB. Yeah, those guys get paid bajillions of dollars because <laughs> well, there's no cap. Some of these some of these guys do get paid a bajillion dollars. Yeah, you don't see any of those guys getting all no. handy with the officials, huh? No. Exactly. But, you see Nico Castro running his fucking mouth. But I, you have seen Paul from time to time get a little lippy yeah. with an official. Yeah, and you know what? He was right in that, too, because he played his provisional correctly. He questioned the official, and then he went and took his concern to the tournament director, and then it turns out he was right. Well, let's just say if they, if they would have gave him the indefinite ban, I would have been for that, but they didn't. Yeah. They gave him a ban that didn't make sense. So if you're not going to give him the full Nelson, then you might as well just give him like a, hey, you're suspended for USTGC and Worlds, and then you come back next year. That's a, that's a, that's all there is to it. All right. I think I'm done talking about that. Okay. I just So some other – nothing really else has happened this well, year in disc golf. Do you want to get canceled early? We're not going to talk about that. We're, right we're now. not going to talk, about, not that. Gonna talk about that right now. But I, we, that, I will, like that I, will get brought up down the line on one of the disc golf uh, only episodes before the oh, big season actually starts, right. and we'll get into that and get really detailed. And that but, also you know, kind of deals with other sports. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, but other than that, what are you looking forward to this year in disc golf? In disc golf, it's going to be an interesting year. I mean, we kind of have some insider knowledge of some certain pros that aren't going to some certain big tournaments, which is sadly upsetting for you and I. Absolutely, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tournaments ran by us uh, that have had lackluster changes, lackluster events, lackluster kind of expectations, and the pros have noticed and they left. And TDs didn't do anything to change, and that's just how it is. I think it's, I think it's really going to be interesting on how. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and put them out there. Dynamic disc responds to not only their own players, but how other professionals are taking their branding with certain players not going to the DDA, the Dynamic Disc Open. Yeah, you know what used to be one of the Biggest, most awesomest tournaments. I know that's not a real word, but 
that's all I can use to describe this because I was there a few different times. And it was fantastic. It was huge. It was great. And now huge. it's just another tournament. It, it's it's No one cares. I wouldn't say no one cares, but it, it, it's not what it was. DD put all their eggs in one basket just to make the Pro Tour when they didn't need to. They had all the hype around GBO before it became DDO. And, shit the bed. and then they put all their eggs in one basket, made it made a course that is unrealistic, and no one really wants to play it. It's 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 wins each year up in the 30 miles per hour. Well, that's just Kansas. Yeah, we well. Can't do anything about that. And, and people got tired and bored. They've been coming to the same course the same place for three four three five years whatever it is and they're done with it and so they moved along and then ddo didn't dd didn't respond dd has done the worst out of any single plastic in the market right now after covid they are failing i wouldn't be surprised at all if dd stops making their discs maybe they maybe their disc molds go back to say latitude or West Side, that group actually keeps making them, and they just move over to media at this point. Uh, that's what I would see happening. There are some rumors, and we've heard that from our our grapevine here. But other than the pros, I guess you know what what are we looking for as as amateurs, Cody? What what are you looking forward to this 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 as a semi professional <laughs> disc golfer? Professional amateur. Professional amateur disc golfer. I, I, I am so looking forward to weather over forty degrees. I, I. Let's talk about it. it's over forty today. Sure, Barely, sure. But I, still. but I'm tired of that weather too. I'm, I'm looking okay. forward to those seventy degree days, those eighty degree days, ninety, whatever it is. I'm thinking like seventy five degrees. I'm perfect with slight that. overcast with like a five like a five mile, mile hour front wind. Nice brings chill. A nice ice cold beer and like. Oh, those are the beautiful days. Yes, those sir. are the beautiful days. Uh, I'm looking forward to tournaments this year, too. Uh, I know all of us guys have been talking about trying to make pushes to, you know, do AM Worlds and uh, just even just winning more things. We want to win. We want to we wanna push this brand of winning. Push, I, the, uh, push the brand of party cars. Yeah, that's a big thing. I think this year me and Nate have really put into some plans of trying to push our brand in the sport of disc golf. And we see this podcast as a way of trying to reach listeners and trying to grow the brand, you know, more outside of our roots of our local community. We have our local team. Our our local guys are probably the best. I mean, we have our local pro shop that you and I are both part of the team for. And then we have the party cars. Yeah. Which I- is is a slight growth of that pro shop team, but it's better. So more better. So we we have our, our pro shop guys, the team, and then we have the homies. You know, we have the, the people boys. that hang out all the time. The boys with some girls. There are some girls oh, on yeah, party yeah. cards. I forgot. It's yeah. not just. It, it's it's just not a man. We gotta be. We gotta be yeah. inclusive. It's not just a man. I think we got we got two of them right now. Two two girls on the team right now for the party card squad. So. Um, yeah, that it's just like we go out, we drink, we have fun. We we throw plastic. Yeah, it, it's if great. We, if it's not Fridays after work or something where we're throwing this, we go out Saturdays, and we'll be playing from 
morning till till night until we can't play no more. We're not playing no morning because we work in the morning on Friday. I'm talking about Saturday. Oh, Saturdays. Yes, oh, your boy still sleeping. And we're cracking cold ones. Okay. And <laughs> boy, the boy always cracking cold ones. Hey, and ninety nine percent of the time we're playing two rounds. We're cracking more cold ones than the boys are buzzing. The boys are always buzzing. Always buzzing. And so that's. I mean, I'm looking forward to those that, days. That's party card. Where the boys that's are party buzzing. card. We're buzzing. We're having a good time. And we win it. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> hey, even when we losing, we win it. Well, if I'm not gonna catch any birdies, I'm definitely gonna catch a buzz. Exactly. 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 And if, and we have a saying. We, putt for show, or we drive, drive for, for show, show and putt, putt for, for foe. Well, so. guys, I I think that pretty much wraps it up. Our first uh, first podcast. Uh, we touched a little bit on the NFL. We touched a little bit on disc golf. Cody, is there anything else you want to say? All I want to say is, have I'm we're gonna have a, such a great season. Um, I'm looking forward to all this, and we out party people. You guys heard it here first. This is Party Card Sports Podcast. We'll keep the party going, and you party people keep it going for us out there. And we will see you next time. See you. <laughs>